I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer specializing in custom strategies to help you walk through the reset that we are already in the middle of. And today I'm going to do some headline news from the newspapers. And the first one that really catches my eye on here is banks eye cash reserves for profits. In the coming months, banks are expected to free up tens of billions of dollars in reserves they set aside to cover soured loans, losses that still haven't materialized a year into the pandemic that shut down swaths of the U.S. economy. Gee, I wonder why they didn't materialize. We're going to talk about that in a second. But in 2020, the banks rushed to build up their stockpiles to cover losses on the assumption that consumers and businesses would default on their loans after government stimulus ran out. Hmm. Well, let's see. Has the government stimulus run out yet? Can they continue to print money at these levels? Well, let's just see what the Fed said yesterday. Fed lifts outlook, keeps rate stance. Oh, good. Okay. The Federal Reserve kept its easy money policies in place, which is $120 billion a month in support on the Treasury bonds and bills, as well as mortgage-backed securities. And interest rates, you know, anchored at zero. Let's see, vow to maintain them until the U.S. economy recovers further from the effects of the coronavirus pandemic, while officials also highlighted an improved outlook for growth. Well, what is growth in a growing economy? Because what we've been taught over the years is that inflation, if it costs you more to buy the same goods and services, that can pass for growth. But inflation is not growth. Inflation is actually destruction because it's destroying the purchasing power of the consumer. Is a $20 banana growth? Well, can the Fed do it all by himself? Heck no, heck no, they can't do it all by themselves. Biden weighs how to pay for the agenda because of the $1.9 trillion stimulus package that was just recently passed and all the checks that are going out, et cetera. After relief law, party grapples with whether to borrow more or to seek tax increases. How about they end up doing both? But will even tax increases, even, well, borrowing more, how does borrowing more get rid of the debt that they've already accumulated on it? It doesn't. And if you ever look at any of those debt charts for the government, all they do is go up because everything is rolling over. But now it's rolling over and it's being, and the new treasuries are being issued into a rising interest rate environment. And while those interest rates are still historically low, as a percentage move, they are huge. So it could really indicate something else. Wave of new debt to test the treasury market. 
Last time I looked uh, earlier today, the 10-year Treasury was above 1.7%. So that means even as we're watching the stock markets, I mean, for a while they were up. I'm not really sure where they land, where they are at this moment because obviously I'm here and I'm not watching. But we do know that at 1.7, at 1.6, it was actually higher than the average dividend yield on the S&P 500. And that means the stock markets, the higher interest rates go, it's like a double whammy because the harder it's going to be for the Fed to keep maintaining these lofty stock market levels, as well as issue all of this new debt that they're committed to issuing. So when they say, well, how should this be paid for? You know, borrow more or seek tax increases? <laughs> well, guess what? They're gonna do both. But debt only gives you, thank you, banks, debt only gives you a semblance of wealth and growth. It does not give you real wealth and growth because at some point we have to pay the piper. It's not really like we have a choice. We're going to have to pay the piper. So there's a level of comfort that's been built up and certainly a level of savings for consumers that have been built up because of the unsureties of their income, which you know, now the new stimulus checks and all of the additional childcare, et cetera, et cetera. Will that keep people spending? Well, probably so. Okay, and so let's let's kind of go into that because right here it says stimulus helps public transit stave off cuts. For nearly a year, public transportation systems across the country have teetered on the edge of a financial cliff as the pandemic-starved transit agencies of riders and revenues and threatened to decimate the service. But those systems and the people who rely on them have been pulled from their worst crisis in decades by President Biden's sweeping $1.9 trillion stimulus package, which includes $30.5 billion for transit agencies. So really, all that's happening between the Federal Reserve and the government is propping up these systems and these companies and these businesses. But, I mean, can they do that forever? People think, well, can't they do this forever? No, they can't do this forever. Because the more they do this, the less value the currency has. And once they fully test that UBI, universal basic income, which we're transitioning into, they're not saying it, but more and more it's looking like it because we are a consumer-driven economy and the consumer must consume. So if people are comfortable with their income, then they're going to start going out and spending. And that's when I think we're going to see the hyperinflation kick into gear. But much as Fed Chair Powell wants us to think that rates are rising because things are so much better, we're going to get enormous growth. Hmm. Well, rising costs add to home prices. Prices are surging for raw materials used to build American homes. Hmm, really? Retail sales dip as many wait for aid. But hey, some have already gotten their aid in the form of direct uh, deposits into your accounts. 
others those checks are coming out. So what's that going to do to retail sales? Does that mean everything is hunky-dory? No, does not mean that everything is hunky-dory at all. So the banks, I want to go back to this because it's really important. We sit here and we depend on the banks. That's where we hold our money to pay our bills, etc. Banks eye cash reserves for profits. The only reason why they have not seen all of these bankruptcies is because of the moratoriums that have been put in place and because of all of the cheap money policies that have been put in place. And, you know, the vow to maintain this until we have recovered, how are we going to pay for all of this? We're going to pay for it and retire all of this debt with dollars that have absolutely no value because whatever little bit of value yet remains in there will be destroyed by hyperinflation. And let me just really make this critical point because people say, ah, oh, inflation, deflation. You know, we, the Federal Reserve and the government have been fighting deflation. That's what they've been fighting. Deflation, markets implode, real estate implodes, bonds implode, everything implodes. That's deflation. And there's only one way to do it, and that's hyperinflation. And you might recall that the Fed used to have a 2% target of inflation, which according to their measure, they have not been able to hit in over a decade since 2008, when the system actually died. So then they changed it. You might recall, we talked about this, to average 2% inflation. And I said at the time, and I'll say it again, that they were preparing us for much higher inflation. And they could say, but we're targeting average inflation, so this is just fine. And that's exactly what they're saying here. But if the banks get rid of those reserves for all of those corporations and individuals that cannot repay those debts and those bills, how close do you think the bail-in of your wealth that's held in those banking systems are? How close do you think that is? Personally, I think that's pretty close. They put those laws in place, and while they demolished a lot of the other laws that were supposed to protect consumers, they did not get rid of the bail-in laws. And that means that a failing institution has the right to convert whatever you're holding in the bank into shares of stock in that failing institution. It has been tested in smaller places like Cyprus and in Greece. And I mean, it's been tested in a number of places so that they could tweak it and fine tune it. And so that people say, well, that was there. This cannot possibly happen here. But that's not true. It can absolutely happen here because we are not immune. And ignorance, you know, people that think everything is hunky-dory, which, which is amazing to me, but okay. Ignorance is not, does not make you immune. It just leaves you vulnerable. So don't be vulnerable. Food, water, energy, security, 
barter ability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Get it done. This system is, I, I mean, I should have had the Jenga set out. It is a house of cards that one good wind could easily blow over. And any wealth that you're holding in the fiat money system or inside of the system goes with it. I mean, it's pretty simple. This is not rocket science. That's why you've got to have physical gold and silver outside of the system. For a properly diversified portfolio. I can't see these. Diversified. Tangible assets. Real wealth that is invisible. That runs no counterparty risk. These are the only things that run no counterparty risk. I mean, the choice is yours. And you can do whatever you feel comfortable doing. And you should do whatever you feel comfortable doing for yourself, regardless of what anybody says. For me, I'm all in. But I have my gardens. I mean, I have my mantra covered. I hope everybody out there does too. So I had some, you know, I'm very excited. Uh, this Actually, this morning, I was on with Daniela Cambone at Stansbury Research, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping she has me on again, but I would definitely say go watch that video. We'll let you know when it's out. Just check our socials. And uh, next week, I'm going to be a speaker at the MM Steel Club's online conference, Steel Metals and Mining Week. And by the way, one of the things that I know that we're going to be talking about, and I'll also do a full piece on it, even if you don't go to this piece, is on the gold-silver ratio and how gold and silver perform during currency resets. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be pretty good. There's a great panel. It's not just me, and I think there'll be, um, I I'm looking forward to it. Uh, in below and also on our blog are the links and the descriptions for tickets and more information. So, ah, yes. Just want you guys to realize that if I were queen, things would look very different. We would have a sound money system that would ensure that not only do you always get paid your true value, regardless of when you use that money, but all of this financial engineering, no, it needs to be transparent and understandable to everybody, just like gold and silver are. This is pretty understandable. This is pretty transparent. So, you know, I believe without one doubt in my mind that it is time to make sure that you have covered your assets. Here at ITM Trading, we do that with the Wealth Shield. And what is, what is a good shield made out of? Physical gold and physical silver in your possession. Because if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.